And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 18, and we'll read through chapter 3, verse 6. Here is a bit of an overview of some of what we'll find in today's passages. Thyatira was a working person's town with many trade guilds for cloth-making, dyeing, and pottery. Lydia, Paul's first convert in Philippi, was a merchant from Thyatira. The city was basically secular with no focus on any particular religion. The believers in Thyatira were commended for growing in good deeds. We should not only take comfort in gathering for worship or rejoice when people give their lives to Christ in our church. We should also seek to grow in love and faith and acts of service. Because the times are critical, we must spend our days wisely and faithfully. Now, why is sexual immorality serious? Sex outside marriage always hurts someone. It hurts God because it shows that we prefer to satisfy our own desires in our own way instead of according to God's word, or to satisfy them immediately instead of waiting for His timing. It hurts others because it violates the commitment so necessary to a relationship. It hurts us because it often brings disease to our bodies and adversely affects our personalities. Sexual immorality has tremendous power to destroy families, churches, and communities because it destroys the integrity on which these relationships are built. God wants to protect us from hurting ourselves and others. Thus, we're to have no part in sexual immorality, even if our culture accepts it. The deeper truths, so-called, that we'll read about here today, the deeper truths of Satan were either false teachings advocated by heretics or secret insights by so-called believers uh, guaranteed, they said, to promote deeper spiritual life. What was the appeal of such teaching? Um, It may have been appealing to hear what uh, happens in the body is inconsequential. Therefore, it's not sinful to fulfill sexual desires outside marriage. Another appeal to these so-called deep things may have been the sense of pride that such knowledge stimulated in those seeking it. Listen, we should hold tightly to the basics of our Christian faith and view with extreme caution any new teaching that turns us away from the Bible, the fellowship of our church, or our basic confession of faith. And now let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. December 11th, the New Testament, Revelation chapter 2, verse 18, through chapter 3, verse 6. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. 
Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira, who have not followed this false teaching, deeper truths, as they call them, depths of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you, except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my Father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold Spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and His angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He is saying to the churches. Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. Keeping a record of sins, or holding a grudge, is like building a wall between you and another person, and it's nearly impossible to talk openly while the wall is there. God doesn't keep a record of our sins. When He forgives, He forgives completely, tearing down any wall between us and Him. Therefore, we fear, that is, revere God, yet we can talk to Him about anything. When you pray, realize that God is holding nothing against you. His lines of communication are completely open. Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness, that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on Him. I put my hope in His word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He Himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. Proverbs 29, verses 21 and 22. A servant pampered from childhood will become a rebel. An angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. Proverbs 29, verses 21 and 22.